Hi everyone and welcome to episode 232 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always joined by KC. Hello. Uh, just for two of us on this occasion, and to be honest, it's it's going some to have that. We've organised this at roughly 20 minutes notice. Um, yeah, things are very in the way this last couple of weeks. Uh, but we will just fly through this one. This one will probably be short as well, and then hopefully next week we can start getting a bit more on schedule because I'm off work for a couple of days. Anyway, how are you, KC? Yeah, not bad. Getting there. Yeah. Um, so we'll briefly talk about the Millwall game because we didn't get to. And when nice things happen, you should you should make the most of it. So a game that we went in with not a great deal of confidence. Only Connie had us winning. And he only had us winning 2 1 and we won 3 0. Yeah. Something that doesn't happen very often happened in spectacular fashion it was a uh, it was really nice and very unexpected given our trials and tribulations in the opening five games of the season at that point or six whatever it was yeah um yeah re- really nice and you know I, I think one of the things that you kind of think maybe coming out of that is that we might be better away from home this season because teams are more likely to to try and come at us as, as Millwall did um and it, and it kind of leaves that you know it leaves us more more space to operate in and, and a lot less to break down compared to sort of the chef when uh, the chef Wednesday game which obviously was horrendous yeah because I mean they really did come at us for like what was it, about the first 15 minutes? They pressed high and put us under a lot of pressure and we were really kind of struggling to get out. And against Chef Wednesday, where one of the criticisms that we had was Perot wasn't pushing forward to be a nine and he wasn't dropping deep into midfield. He was just sort of staying at 10 and not getting involved. And one of the things that helped change is that Perot started dropping really deep and it just gave us one extra option to pass. And that was enough to get around the press. And once we did that, but once that 15 minutes was done, we were better side by a mile. Um, obviously, the first goal was hilarious because there's nothing quite as funny as seeing like real indignation from the opposition fans, especially when they're like, completely wrong. You know, those videos going around, oh, it's definitely handball. Oh, God, that's definitely a foul. I mean, it wasn't nearly handball. It wasn't nearly a foul. But once, lead, once Archie Gray play, plays it out, you know, there's the throw around, everything's a bit all over the shop. One player throws themselves over and suddenly we're on the break. Uh, but it was a really well-taken break. Ruta brings it out, plays it out wide to Nonto on the left. He plays it into Ruta's feet. And the just good awareness for Pirot to jump over the first pass and carry on his run into the box. Good touch, good finish. Really good goal. One of them, but, I mean, what was it Farker said? That you put, put that goal in a book and sell it. Like it, it was a it was a fantastic goal. It was um, glimpses into the past of, of, of what Leeds United has been. Um, it, it was really nice, really slick counter attacking football. You know, just um, just the 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 number of quick passes just out of our half and. I think they said on the Square Ball podcast, you know, if you if you look when we win the ball back, there is six or seven Millwall players in in our half at that point. So you know you've got if you can break quickly, 
you've you've got yeah. an advantage there, and we did, and we moved the ball so well. Um, and and it was really nice to see sort of that that off the ball movement, you know, from from Piro because it's linking up with someone who he's only played with for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's you know it's really nice seeing the the attacking line sort of read the situation that well and and link up as well as they did. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really nice goal to score. Yeah, and from then on, we didn't really look in any danger. We were consistently the better side throughout. Tom Bradshaw had a pretty good chance at the start of the second half that Melier saved well. But they had to step out more and more and attack us more and more. And that just uh, led to there being more space. And it was a good change from Daniel Farker to bring on Dan James, who has the pace to exploit that space. Second goal, he gets the ball played into him. Just a nice little ball between. You'd say it's a ball between the lines, but there was so much space that it barely was. Mm. It was just a pass, really. And Dan Jim just had 20 yards of space. He ran it well. Rutter makes an intelligent run, goes out to the right, plays it to him. Intelligent decision to not shoot and pass it back to him. And then Dan James, basically being Kevin De Bruyne, he could shoot, but instead he fake shots fake stumbles and just squares it to Joe Pirot, who has a tap-in. Because, you know, that is good forward play from Dan James. He took a really good chance that was like 10, 10 yards out and turned it into a couldn't-miss chance from three yards. Outstanding play. And I he mean, completely meant it. I mean, I, th- I think we'll come back to uh, couldn't-miss chances with the whole game. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think the grin on Pirot's face just before he taps it in so I'm surprised he didn't miss it laughing, to be honest. But yeah. um but yeah, you know, it's it's it is classic Dan James, isn't it? Just yeah. yes, 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 no, yes. Well done, Dan. <laughs> but no, he, he did well on that. Obviously, yeah, he messed up the shot, but it worked out and that's fine. And then on the for the third goal to seal it, uh Luke Aylin wins it well on edge of our box and plays a really good pass to set Jan, Dan James away. James just has pace, gets away, doesn't quite get the pass right, but takes a little deflection, beats the other defender. And uh, Jorginho Ruter, having, in the Chef Wednesday game, tried to be really clever and deft and make a complete bollocks of it. So just put his foot through it and smashed it into top corner. Belting finish. And God, you know when that man smiles? In fact, you know what? When that boy smiles, that six foot four built like a butcher tells boy, he is a. If it's just something about Jorginho Rutter, he's just so likable. He's got a very <laughs> friendly face, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those where I, you want. I, I have like I have a niece. I have a couple of nieces about his age. <laughs> I um, Mr. Rutter, do you fancy Key Club on Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, bless him. He, I, I think, I think the concern I, I always have, especially when you, you get into sort of areas like that, are I always go back to Billy Painter at, away at Southampton, where you just look and go, everyone in this stadium knows what you're about to do because you are not a confident man right now. Yeah, and and with him, as, as again as we will get onto, it seems to be so hit and miss. Because it it would have been so easy for him to to think, nah, I'll try and send the keeper the other way, or 
no, it was just touch, wallop. And and it's all it needed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm really happy for him. And, uh, you, you know, you, like I said, I, th- I think ultimately in that game, the, the, the wingers probably didn't get up to what you would like them to. You know, Nanto, I think, struggled a little bit with the physical side of it. And I think he got frustrated as the afternoon went on. But when you've got players like Anthony and and Dan James that can come on, grand, it's not, it's not a problem. Um, and you know, I, th- I think in a, in a few weeks' time, we'll probably be looking at a time where you're going, "Ah, Rute struggling in this one. No problem. Pat Bamford can come on. Joe Gelhart can come on. You, we, we've got some actual depth now. We've got loads of options up front. Yeah. Um, the I mean, you mentioned Jaden Anthony came on, made his debut, uh, as did Ilya Gruev, but Gruev played like four minutes, so not really much to say. But Anthony looked good when he came on. He had a fairly decent chance that in real time looked like a blatant penalty, and then you saw it back and he did just stumble. Uh, yeah, he kind of kicked the ground and, and sent himself over. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was good to see him, and I, I like the look of Jaden Anthony, so I was with that. Really good result. And you can tell Dan James had a good sub, sub appearance because he came into the starting lineup. For the game against Hull last night, uh, he came in. Jeremy Shackleton came in at left back for Sam Byram. Byram was really good, but with his injury record, him not starting three games in six days, probably a good thing. Wise, yeah. Um, were there any other changes? No, I think, I think it was, was just it. it was just those two because yeah, I them. think I imagine there was, there was quite a few people who would have been surprised about Gray's inclusion. Um, yeah, but... I think the, I I now think maybe he won't start on Saturday. Because I'd be surprised if he starts all three of these. He'll start and he will be captain as well. Out of <laughs> yeah. Just, um, no, outside of that, I, I suppose after a performance like that, I, I, I understand there's you know three games in six days, but it, it's tough to want to change your team too much when you've just played like that. Um, and I don't think any any of us would have had any issue with with either of those. To be fair. Um, like I said, Nonto sort of struggled a bit with at Millwall, and you, you protect the environment. And Shackleton's Shackleton's done well when called upon. Yeah, well, yeah. So on this one, you've got Nonto on the left and Dan James on the right to start with, but Nonto gets injured very early. Um, what was it about fifteen minutes, something like that? Yeah, I think it's fifteen, sixteen minutes. It's it's fairly early on. Yeah, I was going to uh, pull that up and check it, but my computer's being a pain. Uh, yeah, so there wasn't really a great deal early on. I thought that Hull, they played the ball about a lot better than I realised. Like, they knocked it about really well at the start. Um, a lot of it was at the back, though. They weren't really causing too many issues. Uh, Jaden Philogene running at Luke Ayling looked a bit scary, but in fairness to Ayling, he didn't. He, he looked uncomfortable in the duel, but he never actually let him get away from him. Which so he, in, in the end he did pretty well. Uh, and then after again, it took fifteen minutes to get going, but once Leeds got on top, they really did get on top. And from that point on, we were just the better side. Uh, the main chance came in the first half through ball to Ruta, clean through away. One of them where you you have to say that they should score. And in fairness, he does. He's trying to make the keeper go the wrong way and reverse it into the at corner, and it works. He does make the keeper go the wrong way. All he needs to do is lift it that far off the ground and it's a goal. 
he seems to lose his footing a little bit as it happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as it like you say, as he as he strikes it, he just hits it straight into uh, Ryan Alsop's leg, and it gets deflected over, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and it, it loops up and away for a corner. Yeah. Um, By the way, it was it, it was twenty one minutes that this all happened. Um, but with I, again with Rute, I don't I don't know when you you look at stuff like that. If you kind of look at it almost like the um, uh, the Raheem Sterling situation of oh, you've had too much time for this. That might have picked, been a little bit of that. If he'd have picked that up thirty yards from goal, it might have been all right. But he's had a lot of time and and whether there's an element to it where he's just kind of got, I could do this. I can do this. I could also do that. Ah, it falls over. Yeah. It sort of ends up being talked about as two games, this one. Like the, you know, Leeds were on top. They played really well. Was I don't think anyone was absolutely outstanding, which is why you end up getting to end. And this will happen a lot this season. A game where no one's outstanding, you'll get to end and say, probably Ampadu at minute match. Like, it's sort of just, I think he'll end up, when everyone's just playing average, it'll probably stand out a little bit. Um, but we're all of them. They made good blocks. Ryan Alsop made a really good save from Crescentio Somerville after a 1-2. Um, it was just, you know, a good performance. And you were watching it thinking, even with Leeds pessimism, you were watching it thinking, oh, I reckon Leeds are probably going to win this. And then Joe Roden gets sent off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think at first when you kind of look at how he reacts, I think initially I thought he might have talked himself into a yellow card because because he he wins he obviously he wins the ball and then takes a heavy touch and then sort of stumbles into the back of I can't remember who the whole player is. Oh, the 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 first one I honestly don't even think is a foul. Never mind the yellow card. I, I, honest, he's, he's, he's stumbling at a 45 degree angle, that whole player, mm. before he gets within a yard of him. Yeah. He just chucks himself off. Second, second one, I've no problem with. It's absolutely a bucket. But that first yeah. one, ridiculous decision. I was, yeah, at first I was thinking that Rodon, because he, Rodon is very annoyed that the free kick is given for the first mm. one. And he does have a bit of a shout. And at first I thought he might have talked himself into it, but watching it back, the referee goes to his pocket straight away for it. It, it doesn't yeah. even have to give it a moment's thought in his head. Um, I, I looked and it's... I, I, the ref's almost treated it as if he stopped uh, like a counter-attack, like taking the cynical yellow card. Yeah. You know, pulling the shirt or whatever. But... It's just not that situation at all. No. And from that moment on, other than Rute had a like cut inside from the right and curled one wide with his left foot. Other than that, it was all hull from that point. Leeds made changes uh and sort of went basically four four one with Rute with Rute up top. Cooper came on for Piro, Jaden Anthony for Dan James. Jaden Lackney played a pretty disciplined role as a winger. Didn't get to go forward that much. And it's one of them. The, the way that you were watching the game at 11 v 11, I'd have been disappointed finishing 0-0. But the game I watched 11 v 10, I'm delighted with a 0-0. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, Hull, Hull create a lot of chances, don't they? And, 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 and they get into a lot of good positions. I would disagree that they created a lot of proper chances. Yeah. like They, they did not have a shot on target. In that whole game, yeah, that, yeah, you know what, that 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 that's fair. I think I think they, you would say they dominated the final half hour, yeah. Yeah. Um, much in the way we dominated Sheffield Wednesday without actually creating a do, great doing deal. a whole lot with it. Um, and in Wednesday, we had one great chance, and Jorginho Ruta missed it. Hull had an even better chance. <laughs> so. Yes, yesterday was uh, something of a, a long and eventful day for me. So I, I saw bits of the game. I listened to bits of the game. Yeah. Uh, I had trials and tribulations with the red button and using this Sky Sports app on my phone. Uh, this this moment came via the radio. And it's one of the moments where the audio really played in because the Hull fans had started celebrating before realising that didn't go in. And I don't think that was unreasonable. No, no, it's, (laughs) uh, you know, it's squared across to a man who famously has a very good end product in Adama Traore. Um, Uh, Is that you going for a joke or? uh, Yes. Because it's not the same guy. (laughs) It is, it absolutely is. (laughs) Different one. It runs in the family. Yeah. Um, now, the, yeah, so, the number of people, by the way, I, I saw this in a pub. The number of people going, I had no idea it was there, and then looking it up and going, Oh, no, it isn't him. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, there is the breakaway classic, classic square it across goal, and it's what five, six yards out, straight line tapping. And my God, does he hit it square into the post. Yeah, it is. He couldn't yeah, have picked out the post any better if he tried. Yeah, it doesn't. he hasn't just clipped the post. No, he's absolute dead centre of it. it. It is. You won't see a worse miss than that this season. Probably. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's all along the ground. He is not stretching for it. It is not at an awkward height. The ball is not coming at him with loads of pace on it. There is no pressure. There's no player like jostling him. There is nothing. It's one of them, you know, those really rare random bloke from behind a pub would have probably scored. Yeah. And every now and then, everyone does something like this and we just got lucky that it happened with that one. Because it would have been infuriating to have lost this game given the way it was 11 v 11. But sometimes you just get lucky, and we got lucky with that bit. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And because of it, Leeds have three clean sheets in a row for the first time since July 2020. Thank you, Mr. Dalton. Yeah, uh, my, my apologies, actually, to Dalton, because I put on Twitter, hey, when was the last? And then 15 minutes later, I checked his timeline, and he'd already tweeted it out, and he hadn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, like, oh, shit, I could have just... <laughs> So that's for the first time since the promotion run-in, which is uh, impressive. Yeah, he's one of them that Barnsley game where you've no idea how we kept a clean sheet as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you watch that. I know I know this is diverging slightly. You watch that and then just wonder, like, how did you end up where you did? 
there's a lot happened to Barnsley in that intervening time since that game. Because um, obviously they were they were still sort of embroiled in a relegation battle at that point, weren't they? Well, what is it? They just stayed up that season, and then is it the next season that they get in the playoffs? Yes. And then down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all happened at once, didn't it? Um, Mr. McClaw's wild ride, if ever there was one. Is there any performances that you particularly want to talk about based on that game? Because they, they all just it was like just loads of six and seven out of ten. Yeah, and to be honest, I I probably didn't see enough of it to actually pick out anyone in particular. Yeah, um, you did have to do a bit of rushing about. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's weird. You, it's weird that that Burns the team came up because that Burnsley team was managed by Valerian Ismail. Yes. Who is Watford's manager? Who we play on Saturday. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, if I'd have, I should have just cut everything off and gone. Speaking of, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a decent result. For three games in six days, we've got four points from the first two. You beat Watford; it's a great week, and that's real. That and we need to win a home game here. Like they, they're fourteen, nine points from seven, which is one less than us. Uh, looking at their like, you look at their recent results, and it's not great. I am not going to pretend that I've been watching Watford, but it's Valerian Ismail, so I assume they're knocking it long and pressing really high to try and get second balls and stuff because that's what they always do. They beat Birmingham and went down to ten men, but that's their only win in the last six. Um. Drew with Plymouth, lost at Stoke, lost at home to Blackburn, drew drew with Cov, drew with West Brom. So they're just like a middling side. Sorry, I, I, I don't think you've done justice to this win against Birmingham either. It's it's a it's a very short timeline of things that happen. So on 87 minutes, it's nil-nil. On 88 minutes, Birmingham get a red card. In the 91st minute, Watford take the lead, and in the 96th minute, they make it two. Oh, I do. I fair enough. <laughs> yeah, just I just went to I went there to look at their team and just thought, huh, oh, so yeah, um, they're always a, a decent team, are uh, Watford, but at the, this season, I've I've no idea what to expect from them. No, I'm just having a glance. Like they've been pretty consistently four three three. Uh, we've got Daniel Backman in goal. Who is he? Austria's like number one. I think he is. Uh, I know that he was in the squad. I know it's a striker, but I think you'll find it's Andy Weiman. Way. <laughs> and number two. Yeah. Is Andy Weiman. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Backman in goal. He's a decent keeper. That uh, Jeremy Ngekia, the right back, who was I think at West Ham when he was younger, but he's meant to be quite good. Uh, Ryan Porteous and Wesley Hurt, centre-backs, meh, don't really know much. Uh, don't know the left-back, James Morris. Um, they've got that uh, Imran... Well, I always want to say Lauser, but commentators keep pronouncing it loser, so I'm guessing it is. Uh, and this is commentators who weren't Hull's commentator on the iFollow coverage, who, of course, didn't know what anyone's name was. Masilla Str- Strudzk. <laughs> uh, Rota, 
Um, the thing I love about that is when you like you go back to when the square ball spoke to John Helm about his preparations for like when he did you know under twenty ones European Championships and stuff like that, and the, and the research he would put into getting to know the Slovakian team's name that names that he's about to commentate on, and then there's this, just eh, I'll throw something out there. It all looks about right. Well, the thing is that the the best example I have, I don't actually remember exactly how you pronounce it because it's 10 years ago. But when I had to go and on Leeds v Peterborough, they had a Kagosi Intle. Hmm. And I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I asked one of the Peterborough people and they did. Now, that might not be how you pronounced it because I found out at the time and I have since forgotten. But, like, they'll have done that commentary off the gantry. Someone from Leeds will have been within 20 yards. <laughs> Wouldn't have been hard to find out. Um, anyway, back to Watford. Their squad doesn't it doesn't look as strong as it did a couple of years ago. Which I suppose the parachute payments will run out and stuff now. That loses a good refielder. They, they've signed Tom Ince in the summer, who, you know, as much as he's up and down, he does have some quality about him. Um that Rajovic, the striker, I don't really know much about. He's scored a few goals, though, by the looks of this. Um, so, yeah, there's not really loads to say, but they will... They'll press really high with it being an Ismail side. So you'd think you might get a 15 minutes at the start of this like you did against Millwall, where we, we're struggling to find where the gaps are because they're putting us under a load of pressure. I mean, it's just whether we have the quality to figure that out. Yeah. Um, oh, they've also got uh, Tom Delibashiru, who is a pretty good midfielder. Yeah, I'm just looking through their their transfer activity. This. Oh, uh... and they signed Jam- and they signed Jamal Lewis, didn't they as well? Because I remember, because I remember when anyone signs a left back, because I think, oh, a left back, they do exist. <laughs> Every time. Um, do you do you think Leeds will make many changes? Um, I, I mean, again, as, as as we have speculated on before, and we'll speculate on every week in the future until it actually happens. Archie Gray probably needs a break, but um, whether that happens or not, we'll see. Um, you know, obviously, we'll have to have a, another centre back come in. Um, yeah. Do you think? Do Do you think it'd be Cresswell, or do you think he's comfortable enough moving Strauch to to right centre back and playing Cooper and Strauch? I think that he will play Strauch right centre back and play Cooper and Strauch. Yeah. Um, I am fine with it if it's Cresswell, but I think that's the way he'll go. Yeah, and I think Byron probably comes back in as well. Yeah, Byron back in at left back. Um, Nonto looked to have enough of a limp that he might be struggling for this game. So I wonder if we might see... I wonder if we might see Somerville and Anthony, actually, for this one. Yeah. um, I I mean, at this point, again, we've we've got that many options out wide. Um, Yeah. I feel comfortable with whatever we go with, but um, 
at you know at this stage of the season, I don't feel the need to to particularly risk anyone if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is, is someone I want us to be playing week in week out. Um, I'll tell you what, I thought in terms of our attacking play, I thought he was about the best player against Hull. Hmm. When he He's, came on, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I, I, I suppose with him, there'll be ups and downs. One because of his because of his age, but two, as as a small player in a, in a physical league uh, that's not got the, the build of someone like Willie Nonto. Um, you know, I, I think there'll there'll still be times when he might struggle, but overall, like I think I've said before, he he's someone I I, I would love to see as kind of make our one of our first choice players. Um, and obviously, you banged the drum for for Somerville for some time. Yeah. Um, but at some point, we probably do need to give Jaden Anthony a bit of a run because. I, I assume he'll be expecting a decent amount of playing time. Yeah, I, I I think this might be a decent one to do. If Nonto's not 100% fit, I think this might be the, the game for it. Um, it'll be Perot and Rutter, unless there's an injury or something. I can't see that changing. Um, would be nice if Bamford could sneak onto the bench, but it sounds like that's a next weekend. Yeah, and, and, so, and again, if... While there is no need to do it, there oh, is don't, you don't no need him. to rush these things. <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of changes, but nothing major. Shame, it's a shame for Rodon because I, I like Rodon, and I, I don't think that there's any danger that he won't come straight back in when he's available. And I definitely think he will, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be the team. Uh, by the way, by the way, Joe Rodon belting Shiner, he was uh, he yeah, was he had that clash of heads in at Millwall. Um, we have been sent a prediction in from Alex. I haven't been able to get older, Connie, because he has he probably hasn't been able to get out of work with how short notice this was. Uh, so I'll have to tweet his out. But Alex has gone for a 3-1 win. I am noticing a pattern that I'm just always wrong. I have got us... I've picked you know some losses, a couple of draws, a couple of wins. I have two points. The only one I've got right is Shrewsbury. So I'm begin- I am now going into full-on, it's my fault. So I'm going to say we draw, because every time I say we draw, we win. One all. Um, I, to be honest, I was thinking something similar. Um, You've got so, 12 points, because you got the 1-1 uh, one, one draw with West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um... You know what? I, I, I'm going to back us for this one. I, I'm going. I'm going to say. I'm going to say one nil. I'm going to back no us way. to win this one. Uh, I will put Connie's. I will just tweet out whatever Connie's is when I can get hold of him. But I can guarantee you, we'll be back in a win. Nah, mate. Just, make, are, just just make one up. We could be playing Man City away, and he'd be he'd be going for a one nil win. Um. So yeah, we've managed to get through that pretty quick. Apologies, but this is a very rushed podcast. But we've just like he's got to get away. I've got to go back to work now. Like he's just. This is basically me on my break doing this. It's a ridiculous amount of busy lately, um, but we will be back probably like one of the one of the evenings early next week. I would think. Oh, uh, to add, Casey. No, I think we're good. Right, nice one. So I've been Jack. See you later. I'm in Casey. Have a good one.